Hey, DJ Fluck here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. Today's Stadium Scene Podcast is brought to you by. Hey guys, this is Jillian here at StadiumScene.com and StadiumScene.tv. We strive to help you find the best ways to get to and from the big game. Now we are joining forces with Lyft to make it even easier. For our listeners, enter the promo code StadiumScene with no space and get credit towards your first ride. So download the Lyft app at the iTunes or Google Play store, enter StadiumScene with no space as your promo code, and get to the ball game. Do the responsible thing and get home safely with Lyft. Terms and conditions may apply. See more at Lyft.com. Live from a makeshift recording studio, somewhere in the middle of the desert, this is the Stadium Scene Podcast. With your hosts, DJ Flug. I suck at trivia and I suck at telling jokes. Kate Thompson. The Jackman, which is just the most awesome name. And Jillian Fisher. No, that was just because I'm crazy as hell. (laughs) You're listening to the Stadium Scene Podcast. That's right. I'm not going to do our normal intro today because I have to thank DJ Aw Yeah for our new uh, intro and our closing bit that you'll hear at the end of the show today. So welcome to the show, everybody. I hope you uh, enjoyed our new, more professional-sounding introduction. So as they said, I enjoyed it. That was sexy. I, I know it. <laughs> it. It was awesome. I, I hear this, and like, I was out of town last week, and uh, I get the the email with the attachment on it, and I, I, you know, it was like two in the morning, and I was out on the East Coast, so it was only eleven, so I'm wide awake, and I'm listening to this. I'm supposed to be sleeping, and I'm like, oh, my brother's getting married in the morning, and I'm like, holy crap, this is awesome, and I about woke everybody in the house up, so. Again, thank you, DJ. Oh, yeah, for uh, for creating that for us. So we love it. We do. Yeah, we do. So, so, Kate, you just came back from Yellowstone. Yeah, it was quite the adventure. So, and you didn't get lost. I did not, but I did have. Or eaten by a bear. (laughs) Well, not a bear. So, what did Um, you get eaten by? Oh, wait, I didn't get eaten by anything. Uh-oh. I wish people did. But That's not very nice. Um, it was quite the adventure. So so to start, I ran the Yellowstone 5K and Half Marathon. Woo-woo! How'd you do? Yeah. How'd you do in that? To start, that do? sounds like an entire, like, overwhelming I know, weekend. that's like the end. That's like the end of my weekend. Like, that's my number one accomplishment. I'm going home. <laughs> oh, I How did you do? that way. So, I finished... I decided the course was too pretty to run quickly through. So I ran slower than normal. And I actually stopped and took some selfies. Good work. Good work. You're my girl. That's my girl. That's my girl. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I remember seeing some of those on Instagram of you with your head sticking out a window of a moving vehicle. Oh, no, that was from so, home. Oh, that was from home? I was going to oh, say, you didn't me. run then. Yeah, no, I took some along the river, all sorts of stuff. It was a great course, very scenic, and the people who run it were great. It was a no-cup race, so no litter. Um, the only downside was the medals didn't come in. So they're mailing oh. all of them. That's awkward. Yeah. Oh, but they gave us $100 off our next race. $100 off So where off is your next, next race then? I'm looking at the Grand Canyon. Oh, you're coming up pretty. this way. It'd be pretty. Just, yeah. just to give you a, a warning, um, the Grand Canyon is like 8,000 feet up. So you, you want to take a couple days to get acclimated to the uh, elevation change. Otherwise, you might die when running. And I'm, I'm completely serious when I say that as I laugh when um, I say that. Do you want to know what the altitude of Yellowstone is? No. What is the altitude of Yellowstone? <laughs> like 7,800. Is it really? I would have never guessed that. Yeah, it was. Pr- there were some issues with breathing and stuff, but no. I was about to say, hey, researcher, fact check that, please. Uh, got it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Just kidding. We have a totally separate person that does that. That's right. Me. Yeah, we have, we actually have a dedicated researcher. So I was going to share, though, there were two things outside of the race that were completely eventful. First, I had a bison come up to the car and start rubbing its head on it, being like, hey, how are you? Did and you freak it, the heck out? Actually, I did the natural thing. I laughed hysterically while taking pictures. That's my, you are my girl, girl after my own heart. <laughs> I, I would have, uh, if I were you, and I'm not, I, I would have climbed on the back of it and rode it like a horse. And That's a terrible idea. That, that would have ended horribly. Actually, I, I would yes. have not have done that. I would have probably take off running. That's probably what I would have done. No, uh, then it probably the would have chased me and trampled me, so that was probably a really bad idea too. They were actually boxing in the car, so we That's ended terrifying. up just sitting there for like twenty minutes till it till they moved. It's like that state, state farm commercial. Do, do you remember that state farm commercial where the guys are in the <laughs> oh, car yes. and then it starts getting attacked by bison and then they say the magic words and end up in the insurance agent's office? That did not even go through my head when that was happening, well, I, but that would have been great. I could have, yeah, start screaming out your insurance company's slogan to see if anything happens. Yeah, that, w- that would have been quite a weekend. Yeah. The second thing to note was it was June. I packed shorts, capris, T-shirts, tank tops. It snowed. It is 8,000 What? Feet. No joke, it snowed. Yeah. My researcher just handed me a paper confirming that the the elevation of Yellowstone is, in fact, 8,000 feet. I stand corrected. So, but in case anyone's wondering, um, guys' sweatpants are way warmer than female sweatpants. So if you're in the situation I was in, go and buy the guys' ones because they're warmer. I'm just going to have to take your word for it. You mean you don't wear female ones? Can't say that I have. I bet you they're super comfortable. Girls' sweatpants oh. are wildly comfortable. Yes. So I ended so, up having to buy sweatshirts and sweatpants because couldn't exactly go out how I was. How long and how long were you there for? I was there for about a week. Did you ever get used to the altitude there? Because I know sometimes, like 
having time there helps you adjust to it. Yeah, I started to feel a little off Saturday afternoon, but I think it was partially the race. Yeah, that would do it. Dehydration. That would do it too. Yeah. It's the altitude, but then I figured out, hey, I brought Sudafed, so I took that and I was fine. Nice. How was Yellowstone in general? As somebody who's never been there and would die to go there, what was oh, your favorite part about it? Beautiful. Yeah. So you have to take a car to be able to see all the main things, but it's definitely worth it. And getting you can get out and hike every like couple miles to see something different. Um, I got really into seeing geysers go off. I saw Old Faithful twice. Um, the hot springs, they did help the steam during the cold days. Um, but yeah, it's just a beautiful place to be. Plenty of ledges to get close to if you're a daredevil. Um, both of the people I was with were scared of heights and they'd freak out every time I got close to the ledge of the Grand, the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. But Now, now to, to confirm... Uh, at Old Faithful, my I, I've never been myself, but there was a certain movie uh, where the tour group was at Old Faithful and these two young teenage gentlemen weren't at watching Old Faithful erupt, but they were in the uh, restroom fascinated by the auto-flushing toilets. Uh, can you confirm or not if the visitor center by Old Faithful had auto-flushing toilets or was the movie exaggerating? It did have auto-flushing toilets All and right. the auto-sinks that you just wave your hands under. However, if you go to the other bathrooms, they're more like outhouses. That's gross. So, just, just, ooh, no thanks. Just, no just thanks. for the reference, the movie I'm referencing is Beavis and Butthead Do America. So, Naturally. Yes. Yeah. So in the, uh, in the side note on uh, snow and temperature uh, – I experienced my first 120 degree day uh, this week. How was that? Uh, my car started overheating as I was driving home. It was so it was really that bad then. Yeah, it, it was so hot. My car was overheating as I was just normally driving. So I had to like turn my AC off and put down my windows and open the sunroof, and get that <sighs> that 55 mile an hour 120 degree air come in and burn my face as I was driving. So. Uh, fortunately it's, it's cooled off to a much more reasonable, uh, 107 today. So, Ooh, baby, that's so cold. That's like chilly, right? I, know. I, I had to put on a coat this morning, actually. Yeah. So are they letting flights take off now? They are, they are letting, uh, for those who don't know, um, the little regional jets that American airlines flies and all the other major airlines fly. They're only rated to fly up to 118 degrees, so they actually had to cancel all their flights during to and from Phoenix during the middle of the day, uh, because the. And plane... doesn't have to do with the air density. Yeah, right? it's it's something like that. Plus, the other thing was like the the, the uh, engine I think is only rated to fly in 118 degrees, so they don't know what's going to happen if it flies when it's hotter than that. So. Yeah, and uh, you don't want to mess around with that. You just that's yeah, a good, I would rather not. I'd rather yeah, not. it's uh yeah. So that's uh. That was exciting. Um, so speaking of airplanes. Yes, speaking of airplanes. On my way back from Yellowstone, we got diverted to South Dakota. 
Interesting. I got diverted in my flight flight home from Mexico City, and getting diverted is the worst because you're just like, I literally can't do anything right now. I'm stuck. I'm trapped. And I went three for three on the uh, diverted flights. Wow, guys, we had some. Let's give ourselves a round of applause. We had really good luck traveling. Good work, guys. Good work, team. Good work. (laughs) So, Kate, you got diverted because you were going back to Chicago, and it was a heavy storm. Yep, there were pretty bad storms. Though I did find out the South Dakota airport has um, a yoga corner. They have yoga mats and poses, and you can go do yoga. You're, you're referring to That's the, the Sioux Falls Regional Airport, aren't you? Yes. I have unfortunately experienced that airport as well. It's it's not really an airport, but more like a hallway with like a cafeteria. Yes, it was. It, there's really nothing to it. It's not the That's worst airport it. I've ever been to, but it's uh, it's it ranks up there. It's tiny. So so for my flight, I had a connection from Denver to Indianapolis, and we took off. And if they would have waited 10, 15 minutes and took off late, we would have been fine. But we just happened to hit the uh, airport right as a big storm was hitting. So we were basically circling around southwest Indiana, back into Illinois, and our pilot comes on and he's like, um... Well, tension from the cockpit. Uh, we're uh, we're. If you probably haven't figured it out, we're uh, we're circling Indiana right now, and uh, we uh, we only have about fifteen or twenty minutes where we can do this. And uh, if we don't, we're gonna go visit another city. So hopefully the uh, this clears through quickly. Otherwise, we're not going to Indianapolis. And twenty minutes later, he comes out. He's like. Uh, I've got some uh, bad news, everybody. Sorry, but uh, oh man, we're going to Louisville. So we landed in Louisville, expecting a you know it wasn't they didn't have enough fuel, so they landed in Louisville, and we expected a splash and go, and we you know we were supposed to take off in forty minutes after we landed, and you know we we're a couple hours late, so no big deal. Except that we overheard a flight attendant say that the pilots are over their hours, and it's eight p.m. Oh, in no. Louisville. And we found out about a half hour later our flight was canceled. So fortunately, thanks to modern technology, I uh, booked a rental car. I ran downstairs, and uh, while everyone else is like trying to like go up to the walk-up line, I casually walked up to the National Rental Car uh, Aisle Member Club, and I took my car. and And they're like, "Oh, we'll give you a F one fifty. I'm like, uh, "How about something with a trunk?" <laughs> and uh, Fortunately, I did because we drove through a heavy thunderstorm. So if we would have been putting our bags in the back of a truck, they would have been completely soaked, including my wife's uh, bridesmaid dress. So good, good move on my part saying no to a truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have wanted that. That dress would not have made it. No, it would have been a total disaster, and I would have heard about it the rest of my life, and I'm glad I don't have to now. So on the, uh, the note of Indianapolis... We're going to get to Jillian talking about her experience in Mexico, but since I'm most done with my uh, trip to Indianapolis, I'll finish this up real quick. So uh, my brother got married outside of Indianapolis, and on the way out, uh, I stopped at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which I had you know, been to many times in my youth, but I had always, as a kid, kind of skipped over the museum, didn't really pay attention to it. I was kind of in and out, so I decided I'm going to go to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Museum, and we happened to show up the day when there's actually an event, so we had to pay to get into the track, like twenty bucks. And they, we said, "What you know? What what's uh, exactly is going on?" Because you know we hear the cars out on the track, and 
Turns out they were having the unofficial, what they called the Dr. 500, where all these like rich doctors and lawyers and bankers in the area took their muscle cars that they've and raced them on the track. So like they're driving Mustangs and Corvettes and, and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, so I paid 20 bucks to see a bunch of rich doctors drive around the track for a little bit. And then I went into the museum and it's for those who have never been, I highly recommend going, uh, there is a hundred plus years of open racing history in there, including the first winner of the Indianapolis, uh, 500 race from 1911. And that gentleman, drove at a speed of just under 75 miles per hour. That was his average for the race, uh, driving 500 miles in 1911 with like a wide open cockpit. So that was, uh, and he was also, some people have credited the driver as a, uh, the inventor of the rear view mirror, um, because he didn't have a passenger in his car so he could drive faster. And so he had his rear view mirror to look at the cars coming up. So I don't know if that's actually true or not, but some people claim he has. Uh, but on my way out, they have a little demo car where you can get in and get your picture taken. And I got stuck in the car. Um, and I got stuck in the car because it was really slick. What do you mean slick? Like, it's, like, it's like a flat, smooth, the seat is like a flat, smooth surface. So I guess like, so when the driver gets in his racing suit, he doesn't like stick to the seat. So he just kind of, it's like a linoleum floor almost. So when you get in, you just slide right in. And as I'm trying to get out, I keep sliding and like sliding back down into the seat. And I, I finally got myself out. And uh, they have a disclaimer sign that says, uh, you know, only get in if you are you know, physically able and not, uh, you know, it's not recommended for the elderly or people with injuries because it, it really is hard to get out. And I, I kind of laughed at the sign initially, but after me having trouble getting out of the car, I, I get it now, so. Moving on, uh, Jillian went to Mexico and was surrounded by a lot of police. Again, for the record, the police were not surrounding me, per se. They were just there to protect all of us. I would like the record to point to point out that it wasn't because of me. Let's just, let me put that there, put that out there. You were surrounded by <laughs> um, a mob. Yeah, so uh, I was down in Mexico City for uh, the USA-Mexico World Cup qualifier, another city with a pretty high altitude. I don't think it's quite as high as Yellowstone, but it's very, very close. Researcher. And, yeah, look, can we get our researcher on that? Uh, just to double check for us. I'm kind of curious. But uh, it was so funny. I was actually eating ice cream as I was walking. And I was like, woof, I need to not be eating this ice cream. I'm out of breath as I'm walking. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just the altitude. It's just the altitude. Um, but it was, it was a, I absolutely loved Mexico City. I had a lot of people ask me questions like, were you ever scared? Did you ever feel unsafe? Uh, Mexico City is a big city like New York City. And there are obviously not safe areas, but if you do a little bit of research, you just don't go to them. Or if you go, make sure you have somebody who knows the area. But I never once felt unsafe, and I ate a crap load of tacos. I had a, a really fantastic tequila tasting and mezcal tasting, which I really enjoyed learning about mezcal. And uh, I went down there with the American Outlaws and Sammers SC, which are two supporters groups for the United States soccer, and had so much fun. Honestly, it was one of those games where it's a bucket list item, 
for many soccer fans, but it should just be a bucket list item if you are a sports fan and you and you like that environment because it's unlike any other thing you've been to in the United States. It might be similar to some other um, big rivalries in the world, but when you're talking about sporting rivalries, USA versus Mexico is actually ranked pretty high up there. Uh, in, in the Americas, the only bigger one probably is Argentina and Brazil. So that's, if you think about the company that we have in that rivalry, uh, it's pretty pretty solid. And as such, there is a lot of police. The USA fans are sanctioned off in one very, very specific section in the stadium. And it's a historic stadium, Estadio Azteca is the name of it. And you are escorted in by riot police. There, there's a group of about 2,000 of us escorted in. You know, you're pretty much the riot police line is protecting you. Nobody's actually doing anything. To be fair, nobody's actually trying to attack you. But without the police there, I am sure that just in general, you have some drunk fans in the United States, drunk fans in Mexico, things get heated. Uh, So the riot police and the police are there for a reason. But you're fenced in. Literally, you're fenced in in your section. It's a fenced in area and there's barbed wire on top of it. So they can't climb over it. Um, it's, it's a really, (laughs) (laughs) it's a really intense environment. And uh, I think the most interesting thing was actually, they were not serving us any beer and there was very limited water. So like they were really selling Coca-Cola and it was just so funny to see like at at halftime, uh, USA fans trying to barter with Mexico fans because there's riot police blocking you off. Like you're essentially not allowed to leave the riot police lines. You have to stay in that section. Now, mind you, I, if I ask them, like, they let me cross it for a little bit. But, like, you know, they don't really want you to go too far because they're there for your safety. Fans don't know. Like, it's it's any fan environment, and especially in a heated rivalry like USA-Mexico, um, it does get a little intense. So you just, you know, be careful. Just know your limits. And it's one of those games we came out with a 1-1 tie, which essentially yeah. was a win for the United States and a loss for Mexico. Yes, like the way the Mexican media was portraying it was that they lost two points because it's in the World Cup qualifiers. You get three points if you win, one point if you tie, zero if you lose. So the United States gained a point and Mexico felt as though they lost two points. And, so and that it was Michael Bradley's goal. Oh, that was just beautiful. <gasps> I that thought was I was going to lose beautiful. my damn mind. Oh, it's like, you know, I talk so much crap about Bradley. I do. I we <laughs> really do. do. We all do. It's Michael Bradley. I do love the way he stands up and really I feel like he represents the U.S. team off the field. I feel like he is a captain in that regard. But on the field, oh, my God, he's so frustrating. But that goal was just so world class. I mean, you're in this stadium. It's a, it's an intense environment. It it honestly feels like you're in the middle of a beehive is how I described it because it's the, the buzzing is so loud and you feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to get stung by all these bees. It's a little intimidating. Uh, but it's just to come into that stadium and just score in the sixth or seventh minute like that is just world-class by Bradley. It was beautiful. Oh, by the way, our uh, researcher handed me a paper that says the official elevation of Mexico city is 7,382 feet. So close to, um, yeah. it's very close to Yellowstone. It's, Not it's quite close enough. Yeah, but it's a. Uh, it, Mexico City is a really great city to visit. I speak enough Spanish to get by, but even if you don't, there's enough people that speak English there. And again, anytime you visit any city, really, people want you to love it the way they do. So it's just kind of getting outside your comfort zone explore new areas and just again remember that people want you to love it too 
And if you can go in with that kind of mentality and in that open-mindedness like that, I think you're going to have a good time. And I would go back to Mexico City in a heartbeat. I would actually love to go back to Estadio Azteca when the home team, quote-unquote home team, is playing and be with those fans there just because I only got to see one section, literally one section of the stadium. So I would love to get to see more and hang with more fans like that. So on a slight side note, uh, you went with the American Outlaws. Are you, are you an uh, active member of the Outlaws? I am an active member okay, of the Outlaws. one for one. Do you, have, <laughs> yeah. have you pledged to a specific city group? I am technically AO Boston. AO Boston. AO Phoenix here. AO Phoenix in the house. There's a lot of AO Phoenix people around. I have seen quite a few AO Phoenix people. That's what's cool about the AO. And the thing is, like, I signed up and I went to, like, one event last year when the U.S. came to Phoenix last summer. But I Mm -hmm. I really need to, like, start showing up because I'm kind of that guy who paid and pays his dues and posts on the Facebook page but never goes to any of the events. So I got to change that. And that's the cool thing, though, is that it's it's every city that you, you know, even if there isn't one in your city, you can start a chapter, just get the right backing. But um, the American Outlaws, the American Outlaws are really great if you are even considering following soccer. It's uh, just really fun people. We generally have a really great time before any game that we travel to. There's something called the AO Night Before American Outlaws Night Before Party which is usually hosted at a local sponsor bar. You get really great deals on beer and alcohol and sometimes food. There's a tailgate the day before you march in. And we call ourselves like the AO family, American Outlaws family. And it's just a really great way to get into soccer because there's a lot of really passionate fans. And there are some people who are really passive, like they're not as into soccer, but they just love the culture that surrounds that group because they're a really fun group. They, They know how to have a good time. And they know how they know how to make the best out of really crappy situations because U.S. soccer has put us in a lot of really crappy situations That's when it comes to fandoms. So, <laughs> um, so, so Kate, we know how to have fun. Kate, your assignment for this weekend is to join the American Outlaws and pledge the Chicago chapter. I'm already on their site. Excellent. See, I think they have I one can... of the largest uh, chapters in the United States, actually. Yeah, I was looking. They, there's a lot of chapters in some pretty obscure places, mm-hmm. too. There's actually, uh, when I was looking at the, the Arizona ones, there's an AO Phoenix, and there's also an AO Tucson. I'm like, that seems kind of odd, That's... but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But, I mean, Phoenix and Tucson, how far away are you guys? From uh, it's like in two hours, maybe. Yeah, so it's, and there's usually, with the American Outlaws, there's usually a sponsor bar. So each chapter has a specific bar that they have worked out deals with. So uh, down in Atlanta, this is the third largest American Outlaws chapter. And if I'm wrong, please forgive me. They are one of the biggest chapters. And I was down there for... I don't know if she'll be able to find that. (laughs) That that might be a harder one to find. Uh, But if our researcher can find that, that'd be great. We'll we'll test our unpaid interns' abilities. Yeah, Yeah, let us know how it works. But uh, I was down there for... It was a World Cup qualifier match. And their sponsor bar, it was the game where I think the United States won like five to nothing or six to one. And the deal they had with their sponsor bar, I think they got like deals on beer. But after every goal, they got what was called like a freedom shot. So they got (laughs) there was free shots for everybody. They were these horrible like blue Curacao with some other crappy liquor mixed in there. But they were bright blue. And they actually ran out of liquor. They actually ran out of it because there were were so many people at this bar 
it was jam packed and they were giving away free shots and it was like six free shots. It was just absolute chaos, absolute chaos. Cause it was a Friday night. And it was just, uh, it was a good time, but that's, Again, that's why they they have local chapters. It might seem silly, but um, they have those local chapters because they have a sponsor bar. They want you to go and give back to that local bar for being um, being supportive of U.S. soccer. Yeah, our, our uh, local bar here is actually um, in downtown Phoenix, right in the middle of downtown Phoenix, in the area mm-hmm. that's kind of revitalizing, and it's it's uh, tilted kilt. Oh, awesome. So Kate, she's working on her registration form as we speak. So I hope so. Yes. I hope so. It's a good time. You won't it, regret it. It's it's uh, yes. It's uh, it is definitely a good time. And I need to get out to the next match watch. And they do men and women too. So it's uh, equal, friendly equal tournament. So I was at the She Believes Cup, and it's just really international friendly. It's a really great marketing opportunity for U.S. soccer and women's the, the game of women's soccer. And uh, there was games in D.C., Philadelphia, and New York. And I went to both Philadelphia and New York. And uh, I think the most impressive moment for me was at the the game in New York, which is at Red Bull Arena. They sold it out. It was so cold. I couldn't feel my hands or feet. It felt like it was four degrees. Like, that's actually what my weather app said. It felt like it was four degrees. Completely sold out. Everyone stayed the whole game. Uh, 26,000 people. And I'll never forget that moment. The ball girl looked back because the American Outlaws sit right behind the goal. And she looked back and just her eyes got so wide. And it was just this moment that like she realized this could be for her. This could be her future. And, you know, the American Outlaws, what I love about them is that they celebrate women's soccer. They push celebrating women's soccer as much as the men's team. And even for me, it was this moment of because I grew up playing soccer. I played on the Olympic development team. And I kind of let it go because there just didn't seem to be a future there for me. And just hearing the American Outlaws sing, like, come on, you girls in red. And it just, you hear all these chants when you go to all these games. And they're always like, come on, you boys in red. It's always boys or come on, you guys. And just to hear, come on, you girls in red was just this moment of, like, this could be the future of women's soccer. And to be a part of that group, to be a part of the American Outlaws, where they really do push the women's game, like they push the men's game, is is so important. It is, to it's, me, it's, and it's amazing. It's great because you know soccer is can still continuously growing in this country as a mm-hmm. whole. The youth's number, I think, it's like the number two youth sport in the country uh, right now, and it has been for some time, as far as I, I know. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll send uh, fact checker back to check on that statement. Yeah. Uh, but but it's it's like. You know, winning helps too, and and because the women's team has been so good over the last long period of time, uh, yeah, I, I think that's you know it's simplifying the fact of of getting people interested because you know if they were pretty terrible, I would say it'd be much harder to to get people. Oh yeah. So yeah, you know, winning cures all in in a lot of cases. So I, it seems like in, in women's sports in this country that that uh, women's soccer seems to be poised to do the most growth, and and the women's league. Uh, there's a women's professional league, and you know they play in front of small crowds, as you probably would imagine. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, and it seems like they're doing fairly well. I mean, I haven't looked into their books, and I don't know if that information is even publicly available. But you know, I see advertising, and and you know they're in Seattle, and they're in Chicago, and they're in D.C., and they're in these major markets. And uh, so it's, it's, it's a big good. one is uh, Portland. If you can make it to a women's soccer game in Portland, they really support women's soccer hardcore out there 
they deserve a lot of credit for how well they do women's sport out there. Portland is just a great soccer market, period. Um, oh, yeah. And, and it's like, I, I have it. I got to get up to a Timbers game one of these days. It's been too long since I've been up to Portland. It's a co- cool city regardless. Yes, it is. The uh, on, uh, on our final note, uh, jumping on to our last topic, the uh, NHL released uh, a lot of things this week. Um, <laughs> so the Vegas Golden Knights, the expansion franchise, they have a roster finally. Um, yes. They, they had their expansion draft where they took a player from every team, and they've actually already traded some of the players they've taken. Uh, I saw Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who they took from the Blackhawks, they traded him to Carolina already, um, which that was kind of interesting. Um, their home or their opener is October 6th in Dallas. Their home opener is, uh, at T-Mobile arena right on the Vegas strip is October 10th. So that'll be exciting. Um, on, on that note, I, I think we need to schedule a team trip to Vegas. Oh, I'm in. I, I vote yes. So I'm, I'm looking at the schedule and, uh, there's a few options here. We're sorry, everyone. We're publicly planning travel on the show today. I hope this is interesting for you but come it's and join us it, yeah come join come us we'll, join. we'll have a big party because nothing goes wrong in vegas ever nothing yeah. ever everything goes as planned in when, vegas. when they make no movie, bad decisions yeah when they make movies about things that happen in las vegas it's always people come in they have a nice relaxing weekend they enjoy themselves and they go home nothing at all exciting ever happens so I'm not sure exactly how it happens. Uh, I'm looking at their schedule, and for weekend games, it looks like they have a Friday the 13th game against Detroit. They have a Saturday the 21st against St. Louis. They have Friday the 27th against Colorado. And then they go on the road for a little while, so... I don't know. Those look... Do they have any Saturday games? Any Saturday? Sa- where it's Saturday at, the twenty first is their only Saturday game in October. I'm liking the I'm, Saturday. I, I'm that saying, way we have time I, to get there Friday. Yes, I, I mean it's it's a four and a half hour drive for me, so or like a thirty minute flight, so I, I can get there whenever at moments notice. It seems like so. I think we're gonna put in our uh, pencil in our schedules October twenty first. Yeah. Are we go are we good with that guys? I, I think let's do it. All in favor? Aye. 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 Alright. That's that's unanimous. So there you go. For all our listeners, come party with us the weekend of October twenty first. Um and then the next thing is getting tickets. So that'll be uh, our next exciting challenge. So we'll figure that out when those go on sale. Buying. Heard I'm buying? Yep. I knew I was going to get conned into some cost. I didn't wasn't sure if it was going to be tickets or booze. Both. Both. <laughs> Fine. So, Yay! You guys, we have it on record. This yeah, is publicly we, out there. <laughs> I, I, can, I can edit it out before we publish it. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. Um, just yeah. to run through the schedule real quick. Um, hey, the other thing, too, is by having a team trip in, in October – I'll have the microphone there, and we will record our first podcast with the three of us in the same physical room. Oh my god! Like we should, we should really try to make this a thing, guys. Like if yeah. we want to do something live, I think we could try to do a live show yeah, and get it. actual people there. Could do a live show. There you go. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we could. We should reach out to the people at the Vegas Hockey Podcast. They have been pushing for hockey in Vegas for years. They're good guys. Really solid guys. I would love to. I've been on their show twice, and I'd love to I, meet them in person well, too. Because they, it sounds like you've got an in with these people already. 
<laughs> they won't we're, they're not gonna buy us tickets or anything they're good no, guys I, but i don't want them to <laughs> uh yes i think we're gonna be doing a, a press tour that weekend it sounds like i think so i oh. think uh everybody come and see us we're awesome we're fun and it's vegas literally the best things happen there right that's right we can, <laughs> we'll, we'll, and, and if we can't get a place to do a public show we'll put the microphone in uh, you know, on the desk in the hotel room and have a bottle of tequila sitting right next to it. That'll be the most entertaining show you'll ever listen to. I I am in strong favor of this show right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to call it the best show ever. All right. So we're going to have more time to talk about that since it is only the end of June. So uh, running through the schedule real quick before we wrap up the show today. The Penguins will be raising their banner on October 4th. I know Jillian, she's just like, eh. Don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, it's, not, it doesn't, it's not real. It, it's not it, happening. It, it, yes, I'm, I feel your pain as well um, for different <laughs> reasons. But uh, Little Caesars Arena in Detroit opens Thursday, October 5th against Minnesota. Here's an interesting awesome. one. Colorado and Ottawa will be playing back-to-back games on November, Friday, the, November 10th and November 11th in Stockholm, Sweden interesting and your outdoor games uh montreal and ottawa will be playing an outdoor game in ottawa the winter is that the heritage classic is that like the heritage class i believe so yeah it's like to celebrate some anniversary of hockey or something okay Um, so your winter classic on new year's day will be the sabers at rangers at city field and on march 3rd this is actually a new thing the nhl is doing that i think is very cool they're actually doing an outdoor game at the navy marine corp uh memorial stadium in annapolis and washington and toronto will be playing um the i N- like it yes I, the nhl said they are actually going to set up outdoor games at all these service academy stadiums uh over the next couple of years so very very cool no That's pun in- a solid no move. pun intended solid move yeah <laughs> well played well played so final thing we want to just kind of touch on here before we wrap up the show today uh, we're going a little long but you know that's that's what happens when you listen the Adidas released the uh, new jerseys, not New Jersey, jerseys for this season uh, for yes. all the NHL teams. And they've come out to some very uh, mixed reviews so far. I mean, they were going to come out to mixed reviews regardless, right? Yeah. They could have been the best Every, thing ever. Everyone hates them. They're the worst. I, I, I have a theory, and I can't take credit for this because there were probably thousands of other people who had the exact same thing. But have you noticed all the uh, kind of the free space up on the shoulder area? What do you mean? Every, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. up on the shoulder. Yeah, because oh, yeah. they're going for ads. Yeah, yeah there's going to be an ads. ad probably in the next couple of years on that uh, on one of the shoulders. Oh, so. definitely. Uh, the NBA, definitely. there's already eight teams that will have uh, ads on their jerseys next year. I, I happen to read yeah. about that today. So, you know, it is what it is. Soccer's been doing it for years, and it's, you know, it's kind of a, a style thing now. It's like, yeah, I've got a, you know. Fly Emirates Airlines jersey on my Real Madrid, you know, kit. So, uh, if they do it right, it should be okay. Just don't make it obnoxious looking, and we should be all right. I I think it's part of the game anymore. Uh, I've I actually when Las Vegas they had their first uh, game there, and there was no ads around the boards. It was weird. And I'm like, oh, I, for, I have gotten so used to ads on the boards that when there wasn't any there, I was wildly confused. So I think eventually, unfortunately, that we're just going to get so used to having those little patches on the jerseys that 
if they're gone, they're going to be like, whoa, 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 what's happening? Yeah. It's, it, the, it's the reality. Well, people, as with everything, people will be complaining. People will be like, eh, whatever. And then in the end, nobody's going to care long term. Pretty much. I, <laughs> I, I have to say, my I, I hate giving hot takes. So my hot take is some of the teams got really hosed on their, their jersey. Um, yeah. I, you know, the, the laces look at the, uh, you know, on the, uh, you know, on your... Uh, that yeah, that a lot of teams do them. My words are stuck. Uh, it's weird because it's like it's you know on the every previous jersey the laces have kind of been the top of the the jersey, but in, on this one it's actually they have the NHL logo, and then the laces underneath it. It just kind of looks out of place to me. Um, I don't I don't particularly care for that look. Uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I'd agree. I'd uh, agree with that. And you know, they they as usual, the original six teams they took good care of them in keeping in their traditional kind of color patterns. Uh, you know, Blackhawks, Montreal, Detroit, but you know, Nashville they kind of got hosed in my mind. Um, <sighs> I did not like theirs. That, it yeah, like it's just jerseys. Ugh, it looks like somebody just dumped mustard and said, "Put a Predators logo on it, and here you go." That's pretty much what it looks like, unfortunately. So yeah, sorry, Nashville. I know you've had a little bit of a, a bad couple of weeks, but hey, you know, nobody thought you'd get past the first round. Very true. Very, very true. So before we wrap up today, Kate, you got anything you want to toss out? Not today. Not, not today? Wow. Woman of few words. <laughs> so on that note, so we'll go ahead and wrap up the show today. So check us out, stadiumscene.com, stadiumscene.tv, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest at Stadium Scene and Instagram at stadium underscore scene. So thanks for listening, and thanks again to DJ Oh Yeah for our intro and the closing bit you're about to hear right now. So we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's Stadium Scene podcast. Visit us at stadiumscene.com and stadiumscene.tv. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play Store. Hey, Kate, do you like deals? Of course, who doesn't? Well, good, because if you said no, this read would have become really awkward. Well, that's something you're pretty good at. Well, I know you are, but what am I? Really? Your maturity level's showing. Thank you. Anyway, did you know Amazon has an entire page dedicated to daily deals? No, I didn't. They have deals that update each day and other deals that pop up throughout the day. No matter when you go and visit, there are always new items. Let me guess, you can see the latest deals by visiting stadiumscene.com forward slash Amazon. Wait, how'd you know that? Come on, did you really think I didn't know about Amazon deals? I was just playing along to mess with you. (sighs) Thanks a lot. Thanks for wasting my time. StadiumScene.com forward slash Amazon.